You're listening to Nice Fumes. I'm Real Kazi. Today on Nice Fumes, we have a set by producer and visual artist Loris Rivera. Here's the set. Thank you. 
I'm here with Loris Rivera, who made this week's Nice Fumes, which is a mix of three different uh, little musical pieces that he made. Hi, Loris. Hey, Ril. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah. Uh, so how did you make what we listened to? So I used, I, I started and set up some constraint. Um, I, I tend to get overwhelmed when I open any kind of like DAW or uh, turn on a synth. So I, I made sure to set myself some constraints, some rules for this one. I use this thing called a monome, um, which is like kind of like this super simple kind of grid-based synth, um, which I forget what they're called. It's like a... It has like a little line that goes from left to right, like a sequencer. So that's the word. <laughs> uh, so it's like an uber basic sequencer. That that was for track number two, actually. Um, I decided to just use that only and see where I could go with it um, and kind of treat it not as a jam session, but kind of like a free-flowing experiment. And the first track, it was mainly Ableton. And a lot of like kind of recorded sounds uh, that I that I love to capture on this like little handheld recorder. Um, I kind of just love industrial noises and textures, so uh, that that's what that track was all about. And then the third track uh, was with this microcorg uh, synth, uh, where I edited a patch that kind of sounds kind of like a Rhodesy kind of synth, um, and then post processed it with some kind of like flangey noise modifier and stuff like that. I think that everybody uh, I've talked to basically has in somewhere or other talked about setting constraints for themselves. So it's interesting to hear what those are. Basically what you're doing, especially for the thing in the middle is you're, you're, you're doing pattern variations or just kind of changing little elements. Is that kind of right? Yeah. So the, the tempo is, is the same. Uh, and essentially you each it's, so it's like a 64 by 64 grid. Um, and each not 64, sorry, it would, uh, it's probably like 20 by 20. But it's like, it's literally just a, a grid of squares that like, uh, the notes trigger. Correct. Yeah. Each column or each row is an instrument. Um, and then each column is, is the tempo is a beat on that, on that tempo line. Um, so you're just, yeah, you can literally just trigger on and off, uh, the song, the sound, um, and, and it, it's, it's super intuitive and I just love the visual aspect of it. Um, since I'm mainly a visual artist by, by, by trade, uh, a lot of my inspiration just comes from sound. I, I see vi visuals when I hear sound, so it's definitely good feedback to see that on screen as opposed to. Uh, to just, you know, plug and play uh, on Ableton or Logic and whatnot. Yeah, I, th I think um, the the Monome is interesting because there are versions of that that you can run on your iPhone or whatever, but there's something nice about just the tactile yeah, yeah, yeah. feedback. I, I, being on the computer 24-7, I, I get so sick of being disconnected to my work. So, you know, stepping away and having like just good old analog synths and stuff like that is just like, it's, it's such a pleasure, I guess. <laughs> when I was listening to this, it reminds me, especially with the opening and the ending, it's kind of reminds me of the interior of a church, just the way that the, uh, the echoes and kind of mm -hmm. folds work in the beginning and the end. Was there a visual or a story or something that you were kind of thinking of that goes along with this not so much a story because that one it was 
doesn't really have a kind of like a narrative structure in a way. It was more of like uh, maybe an image interpreted as as a as a short tracks, but yeah, just very industrial, gritty, definitely a lot of metal, um, kind of like post-apocalyptic, like pile of rubble um, and rust and like clangings and stuff like that. So yeah, you're 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 definitely on 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 point there. <laughs> you do motion graphics, right? Correct. And yeah. uh, visual art animation stuff. Um, so how does that relate to making music? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't think I'm in, uh, I have synesthesia, uh, but I do think to me, like song or just audio creates visuals in my head. Like I just, I see immediately a, a certain sound as a shape or an object. Um, not in the same way as people, you know, like certain numbers of certain colors and, 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 and that kind of thing. But, um, yeah, uh, it, it's weird working on an animation, uh, you know, on a project for, for a few days and it, it's silent, you know, you see things moving on screen, but you, you want it to make a sound like it, for me, it's at least it's like a natural instinct to, to associate a sound to a movement or to just to anything, really uh, everything should have some sound and some of them can be even silence, but uh, just seeing that interplay of layered sound uh, in my in my work, or at least trying to add that in my work, is uh, is like my main goal. So I, I I'm I approach. I don't consider myself a musician, but I just love playing with sound and experimenting. So uh, not a noise artist either, but I think it's it's definitely a good skill to have uh, and and kind of connected to your work, whether it's it's visual or anything else, really. Do you ever build out sounds to match an animation that you're working on or do the opposite and make an animation that goes along with sounds that you've made? Yeah, so I, I tend to do the sound last. Uh, so I, I create the visuals first um, and then attach the sound to it. But I do, I, I love giving myself a project where I'll just find a really obscure sound on, the, on like freesound.org uh, and then immediately think it's like, oh, that, you know, that sound is is something to me. It's it's like this speeding cube or it's like this element that's shattering in a million pieces. So I think I, I'd like to do more of that, of, of music first that dictates uh, the visuals. Um, that was kind of what my college thesis was about. Uh, I don't know if I got there really, but uh that was my kind of my main goal was to to have a architecture that was built by sound. Uh, that was like the whole thesis. <laughs> That's amazing. That sounds amazing. Um, yeah, the, the final product is complete crap because uh, you know senior year in college, so uh, half work. <laughs> half, uh... <laughs> Especially with this show, I'm increasingly interested in generative and regenerative sound making and mm -hmm. programming sound environments. Um, do you ever work with that specifically where you have something that, you know, if you're in after effects, you, you have plugins that respond to sound or that generate sound based off of the actual visual. So it's actually linked in that way. Have you ever done that? At this point, it's been a few years. I've been trying to get into processing and just max MSP. Cause I know that those things are just perfect for that. Um, Mainly it's been, you know, my just kind of the work I do day to day, like commercial work, I guess that kind of dictates, uh, my work in a way I, if I wish I had more free time to do that stuff, but that's definitely on my radar. I'm like, 
you know, itching to get that, that client that asks for like a kind of an installation based project or, uh, or even just someone else to work on that with. Cause it's, I'm not very like into programming that much and I know it's just very language based. So, um, definitely something I would love to get into. Um, because yeah, hand, hand positioning sounds to, to an animation is definitely, uh, a pain in the ass and if i can have a program generate the noise for me uh based on keyframes that would definitely be a lifesaver <laughs> well i think it's very interesting to imagine as you were talking about visuals being generated from the sound first because mm -hmm. i think sound is so immersive and so subjective in this way that if you asked everybody to generate their own set of visuals from something that you made, it would be totally different for everybody. And so I'm always so fascinated in these, you know, I get a pretty visual image as well in my head of like what, what's going on with the music, um, what the different sounds represent. And then it's so interesting to hear if that aligns with the creator. That would be, that would be a great project actually to kind of have everyone illustrate um, just one sound and see how everyone sees it. Mm -hmm. Um, is there a place that people should go to look at your work or listen to your work? Yeah, I'm in the process of kind of rebooting my uh, kind of my audio work. So uh, most of my work, visual work at least, is available on uh, on my website, um, lorisrivera.com. Um, and then a lot of sound design that I worked on is usually tied to those visuals. So, um, but yeah, uh, coming soon. I'm really hoping I add another section to my website, which is just dedicated to audio. So wonderful. Um, well, Loris, thank you so much for making this piece for Nice Fumes. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Thank you. If you make music and you'd like to make something for Nice Fumes, or if you have a track already that you think would pair nicely with the show, or if you have a suggestion for an artist that you would like to hear on the show, definitely get in touch. You can reach me at nicefumes.com or nicefumesshow at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support Nice Fumes with a donation, you can do that too. Just go to anchor.fm slash nicefumes slash support. Thank you to everyone who listens to this show. Your feedback and your support from Apple Podcast reviews to just coming up and talking to me about it is what makes Nice Fumes grow. That's all for this week. Thank you so much for listening. And till next time.